today on CityCast Madison. We're talking about guns. Blake Alvarenga says many liberal Madisonians are arming themselves, more than you'd think. He's the president of the Wisconsin chapter of the Liberal Gun Club. But owning a gun in Madison? He says that taboo is keeping folks from getting educated on how to use them. He runs across people unsure of basic gun safety. And that increases the very real risk that they hurt themselves with their own weapon. So he's trying to change that by offering community gun safety courses. It's Monday, August 21st. I'm Bianca Martin, and here's what Madison's talking about. Blake, hello. Hi, thanks for having me on the CityCast. Thanks for being here. So what's liberal about your gun club? So not my gun club. I'm just a member of it. The president, right? President of the Wisconsin chapter. We've got chapters in most states. The Liberal Gun Club is a 501c4 nonprofit. It's filed a couple of amicus briefs with the United States Supreme Court. And as far as like in a community organizing level, um, there are chapters across different states where people come together, go out to practice uh, firearms, go out to the range together, have an inclusive community where they can talk about what they're doing, what they're buying, what they're shooting, whether they're coming or going from the firearm community. Amazing. So how did you encounter this club and community? Yeah, so I got active with the Liberal Gun Club back in 2021 um, after uh, you know, everything happened in 2020 with the pandemic and the civil unrest. I had been around firearms all my life. Uh, you know, I'm a Madison liberal. And um, I started people taking people out to the range. You know, people had gone out, you know, bought a gun. And they're like, oh, Blake, you know about guns? Can you take me out? Like, I bought a box of ammunition. It's under my bed. I don't know what to do. And, you know, I started taking people out. And I kind of looked around Madison and Wisconsin to kind of like, hand them off, right? Because at the time I wasn't a firearms instructor. Since then I've become a licensed and insured one through the Liberal Gun Club um, who does uh, certify instructors to teach. And so in Madison, um, we now have firearm classes. We've got firearm safety class every month and a concealed carry weapon licensing class. So come in, have an inclusive class. Um, it's pay what you can. So if you can't afford to drive out to some prairie or Fitchburg, um, there's actually a class in the community on a bus line that you can come by and get educated. Would you say there's a stigma around owning a gun in Madison? Oh, absolutely. I have a table at the farmer's market that I have a permit for. You know, I talk to people about firearms and get them signed up for classes, give out gun locks. And neighbors have approached me and they've been like, you know, I'm the only one on our block probably other than you that has an AR-15, much less a gun. And then a little time passes and then I talk to their next door neighbor in the same story and people don't talk about it. Yeah, they're kind of living with this or living with guns in their house, but they're like <laughs> afraid to talk to one another and you've become a conduit for the conversation. Yeah. And I, I think firearms are one of those things where there's kind of a toxic American culture around it, whether it's boats or lifted trucks or fast cars Guns are one of those things where there's this kind of overarching culture that kind of, you know, I don't want to cast aspersions, but like some people might be hesitant to talk to other people around firearms 
because they don't want to be associated with, you know, certain political leanings or certain right. ideas. Like the with the NRA. Yeah, like the NRA. How touchy the situation can be. Yeah, people have a certain idea of what a gun owner looks like. You know, they eat a lot of beef jerky. They're prepping for the apocalypse. You know, they don't garden. They don't go to the farmer's market. Um, they don't drive a Prius. Madison Staples. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess Madison Staples would probably be a Subaru. Sure. <laughs> Guilty. And if you actually go to the gun rages or in the Madison area, in the Dane County area, you'll see a lot of Subarus and you'll see a lot of Madison liberals there not talking to each other about it. Yeah, I think it is fair to say that gun culture is often associated with, you know, conservative white men. And we should say we're not talking about guns for hunting, but for self-defense, right? Sure. Some people have them for hunting um, and some people have them for sport shooting. But yeah, quite a few people in Madison have firearms for self-defense. So, you know, you're having all these people coming to you, asking you questions, um, not really having been trained before, but they have a gun. What kinds of students are signing up for your classes? Well, uh, it's very diverse. I'm brown myself and I see a lot of brown and black students, indigenous students, lots of members of the LGBTQ community for one reason or another, have decided they either need to know about firearms or they bought one, didn't get educated, or they have one and they feel like they need to actually get some skills and understand how everything fits together. Because reading a couple posts on Reddit or watching a YouTube video doesn't really give you a complete picture of how you fit in culturally and with Wisconsin and national laws, which are really convoluted in America. What are you hearing from people as to like why they're taking your class? A vast majority of them, they wanted to take a class, not just this year or last year, but for quite a while, I get a lot of older students. And they're like, well, I never really wanted to go to this kind of instructor, the idea they have in their head. And like the fact that you're offering it, you know, it's not at a gun range, it's in a safe environment. You know, there's PowerPoint and like hands-on examples and a teacher's assistant goes a really long way to like making people feel amenable to it. You know, we have an AR-15 style rifle in the class that's painted gray and people pick it up and they're like, I always thought this would horrify me, but it's just another gun on the table now. Just trying to allow people to break through those preconceptions. And because a lot of people have been holding back on getting educated just because they didn't really have the opportunity. One, because Madison doesn't really offer a lot of education around this topic. And the other is, you know, crossing the political divide and not wanting to support other organizations. Yeah. So what are some of the biggest misconceptions about using and having guns that you hear from folks? Well, a lot of people buy firearms, right? And then they're surprised that there's nothing that comes after that in Wisconsin, right? You can, you're more than welcome to go to a gun store, pass a background check, and then put a gun in your closet for the next 30 years. Like, a lot of people are like, all right, I'm going to buy a gun. Like, what's the training schedule? They kind of like come to it like CrossFit. Like they think they're all of a sudden have to be this John Wick or Liam Neeson character where they're going to be defending their home and country. But you can buy a farm, get educated. And then if you want to practice, you can, or you can lock it up. And if it ever makes you uncomfortable, you can decide to give it away or sell it to another responsible party. It, it's not a lifetime commitment. Yeah. So it sounds like people are maybe getting some of their misinformation from movies and sort of what they've seen on TV. Yeah, especially TV. They're like, oh, people are going out, joining a militia, going out to the range every weekend and, you know, shooting at dumpsters and 
tree stumps and all that, but that's not the case. You know, there's a lot of responsible gun clubs and gun ranges in Wisconsin that you can go out to, some of them funded by taxpayers through the DNR. People can go practice responsibly and they can do it as often or as little as they want if they decide to become a gun owner. And you mentioned, you know, folks having the gun, they just like have it under their bed, like just kind of hidden away. I'm curious how many of the students come to class and they already have a, something like a gun safe or, you know, gun locks. So it really depends, especially students who come to the class who bought a firearm during the pandemic, bought used guns. Used guns don't necessarily come with a trigger lock or a cable lock. So, you know, I have those available for students um, this year. Fortunately, I've gotten the partner with the National Shooting Sports Foundation and Project Child Safe. So I've got even more locks than I did last year. So I always have one on hand for students. A lot of people are just like, you know, it's out of sight, not of mind, especially a lot of millennials and Gen Z folks. They don't have kids yet. Um, so they have a firearm. They don't sweat it too much, but they're more than happy to take a lock home and learn a little bit about gun cabinets and gun safes and all that, which I cover in both my classes. You know, I've certainly thought about getting a gun, what does it mean, you know, seeing the article, have all the conversations about, you know, self-defense and that sort of thing. You mentioned that you have an AR-15 that's painted gray and so folks could touch it. Those like just f freak me out. I don't know. I, they, I, I don't know too much, right? So I don't own a gun. Um, but I am curious, what's the landscape like? Like what kind of guns do your students typically own? I would say by and large, it's either guns they inherited, right? Grandpa died, grandma died, they left him, left them firearms, or maybe their parents, if they're an older student. Um, so they have inherited firearms. And then there's the other kind of side of it where people bought a firearm recently. And it usually comes down to people either bought a handgun or an AR-15 style rifle. So it's that's too. So it's a musket AR-15. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. It, you see people with like the single shot bolt action gun from they, they got from the Sears catalog in the 60s, or you know, they have a modern, you know, plastic and metal AR-15, which People go to the gun store and it's very easy to get convinced to buy one. It's the crossover SUV of firearms, right? You want to go hunting? You can use an AR-15. You want to do self-defense? You can use an AR-15. Home defense, AR-15. Go out to competitions, AR-15. It's really tough. Pick a different type of firearm um, unless you're looking to conceal carry, which then you want a handgun. So this is kind of what's coming off the shelf more than, would you say even more than handguns, AR-15s? Uh, I want to say a lot of people choose the handgun, much less intimidating for a first-time gun owner, and then the utility of knowing that they can have a concealed carry. Um, I don't think a lot of people are looking to spend all that extra money, because just like a a car, an AR-15, you're, you're buying the accessories, you're buying you know the scope and the optic, and then you have a sling, and then there's magazines. First, people can buy a handgun and everything comes in the box. Then if you need a holster and pass that, you're pretty much set, minus ammunition. It's interesting. I've heard, you know, you know how people talk. That's the whole, you know, movies, TVs, whatever, TV. But I've heard people say no one's using an AR-15 to protect themselves, which obviously I just saw your eyes get bigger. They must be. How are they using them for self-defense? I think the big misconception is when you bring a firearm into the home and we're just going to be upfront about this, 
chances are you're just never going to use it for self-defense, right? People might be purchasing all these AR-15s for self-defense. Doesn't necessarily mean they'll ever get the opportunity to, right? Um, and I, I hope they wouldn't, both morally, ethically, and just, you know, goodwill in society. I hope no one ever has to have that kind of event happen in their life. So chances are people are buying all these AR-15s, but America is very safe, especially Madison. It's extremely safe. People go out, think they need to buy a gun, so they buy the AR-15 or the handgun, but then you don't hear about it because we just don't have that kind of crime. We don't have those kind of events in Madison, Wisconsin, or really in America. So what's the utility of it, I suppose, compared to like a handgun, if it has more capacity to like shoot bullets faster, right? Not necessarily. You can shoot a handgun just as fast, and the magazines for handguns are comparable nowadays for self-defense applications. If you don't have to fit it in your pants or in your purse or, you know, under your kilt or your skirt, you can have the same amount of ammunition in your handgun as you could in the AR-15. That's not really it. They're easier to use. Two hands fit on it. All the controls make sense. There's plenty of room. On a handgun, um, you're paying for that compactness. Everything is closer together. You don't have handles on things and there's the switches are real small, so they don't snag on anything. The other thing is it's much easier to aim a rifle, right? There's a reason hunters don't go out there with the big iron revolver. They, they use a rifle. It's very easy. You got those two points of contact, three if you have a sling, um, and all. it makes it very easy to be accurate. And when we especially talk home defense, you want to be accurate. Um, the reason a lot of firearm experts don't suggest a shotgun is you're accountable for everything that comes out of the barrel of your gun. If you're firing buckshot indoors, well, where are all those going? Uh, is it going into the person with an axe or is it going through the drywall out toward the puppy orphanage across the street? You got to be accountable for every bullet you fire. So it makes sense with the AR-15. It's, it's accurate. It can fire bullets fast. Most people don't. You can fire one bullet at a time. An automatic AR-15 is going to run a listener about $30,000 in about a year wait. If they're going to a store, it's going to be a semi-automatic. It's firing one bullet at a time the same speed as a handgun. One of the factors that I think are drawing folks to this club, if I understand correctly, is, uh, you know, fear about mass shootings. So there is the discussion about, like, I'm sure you've heard the statistics about gun owners are more likely to be victims of gun violence. How do you square that with owning a gun for self-defense? Yeah. So, you know, a large portion of that is one, the people that are most worried about being victims of violence by guns. And then two, by owning a firearm that might be what punches your ticket. Uh, we have a mental health crisis in America, especially among veterans, which is why you know it's so important to talk to our friends, family, neighbors about it. So with the AR-15 and like mass violence, there's no lie, it's true, um, but it's also the same reason every police cruiser in America has an AR-15. It's just as effective on either side of good or evil. Every police officer is trained with AR-15s, they all have them in their cruiser to respond to these kind of things. And they're out there, right? And so speaking of beyond good or evil, like you're sh sharing this course with folks because they're out there and people should need to know how to use their guns. And a lot of people don't. But I'm curious, like, what are some of the best questions that you've been given <laughs> in a class? I think one of the best questions I received in the class is in Wisconsin, what's the fastest way to get rid of a gun? And I think that's probably the most one of the most important questions you can ask in this kind of class and something I do cover. So in Wisconsin, uh, we have very permissive firearm laws. 
if you have a family uh, member or a friend that can legally possess firearms, right? They're not a convicted felon. They're not a prohibited person. They meet the age requirements. You have a mental health crisis. You're going through something. You can just give away your gun. You can say, hey, best friend, mom, dad, cousin, here's my handgun. Here's my AR-15. I don't feel comfortable with having in the house. Whether it's because of mental health crisis, change in lifestyle, maybe you're fostering a kid. That's a whole adjustment process to not bring firearms in the situation. Um, I think that's one of the best questions I've ever gotten. How do you do that in Wisconsin? You can find a family friend who can take it off your hands. Yeah. And I think that's an important thing that maybe doesn't get considered, you know, why that's important on how you can get rid of your guns responsibly. I think one of the other good questions I get is like, what about the gun registry? So we don't have a gun registry in Wisconsin. Like no one's knocking on your door and asking to inspect your guns or anything like that. So if you buy a gun in Wisconsin, if you want a background check on somebody, you have to go to a gun store. Right now, um, the background check system is closed. So if you need to do a firearm transfer and you're not sure about the bona fides of somebody, you can ask them to go through a gun store and you can pay a small fee and they'll get you taken care of and get that background check and you can have a little bit more confidence with the firearm purchase. Didn't you just say I could give my gun to a relative? Yeah, you can give a gun to a relative, right? Um, now you should pick a responsible relative. And so, I mean, that person never has to go through a background check either, right? Because you own the gun at this point. Yeah, I guess it flows both ways with that too as well. Um, we don't have universal background checks. It's not a requirement. It's how people under 21 in Wisconsin can buy a handgun. So there's that. And I just want to know, like, what makes you so passionate about getting this education to Madisonians? It's because I love all of you out there listening. I just want you to know. And I want you to be safe and happy and have the ability to get this education and resources, right? Even if you don't plan to own guns, you can come take a class. You can get educated and then you can talk to other people who own guns. We need to be able to break down these barriers and start talking to each other. If we don't move forward ourselves, we can't plan to just have it fall out of the sky. Even if we do pass laws or anything like that, there's a lot of culture that needs to change in America for us to get to a safer, happier place around firearms. Well, Blake, we appreciate your time so much. This has been absolutely fascinating and illuminating and um, appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me on the CityCast. I hope everyone there and everyone in Madison that's listening is having a great day. That's Blake Alvarenga, president of the Wisconsin chapter of the Liberal Gun Club. If you're interested in learning more about Blake's classes, check out our show notes for a link. And here's what else Madison's talking about. Mental health. Unfortunately, Wisconsin suicide rates are at the highest they've been in the past 30 years, according to new state data. Last year, there were more than 500 suicide deaths involving guns in Wisconsin. And early data suggests that young women, especially young black women, are increasingly going into ERs with suicidal behavior. If you need help, call 988. It's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. We'll also link to some additional mental health resources in our show notes. And here's another way to save a life. Tomorrow afternoon, the Willie Street Co-op, in partnership with the River Food Pantry and the Northside Planning Council, is hosting a community blood drive. That'll be at the Northside Town Center on North Sherman Avenue. And bonus, for a limited time, first-time donors will get a $50 gift card for giving blood. We'll toss a link in our show notes for where you can make an appointment. 
That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin. If you enjoy the show, why not share this episode with someone you know who owns a gun? We'll be back tomorrow morning with more stories from around the city. Until then, 